I am the godfather of funk and soul. <laughs> Obviously. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And happy Thanksgiving. Hey, to everyone, big hey. and small. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving and happy puberty day. Hey, hey y'all. Hey. hey. Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, guys no, are... happy, thing, happy turkey day. I hope you guys are eating a, a ton, or you're going to, because yeah, we'll probably guys this are in all the morning. gathered around the bonfire, you know, with your, your marshmallows on your sticks, and, okay. you know, putting the catfish on the grill. And, you know, it's just caught in the river, but you don't know if it's really good because that river's been polluted for a while. So if you eat it, you might just be firing out both ends. I feel like Thanksgiving in Kirksville is way different than Thanksgiving in Moline. We know. We know what's going on. <laughs> we do it the original way with marshmallows the on sticks. The original way. Marshmallows we, on sticks. We did it like our, uh, the <laughs> founding fathers did it. We do it the way they would, would have wanted. Marshmallows right. on sticks around a bonfire. This is how the pilgrims did it. I don't care what you learned in school. All right? This is how the pilgrims did it. They say, hey, look, that shit ain't right. This they, is how we're going to do they it. They caught catfish that were questionable at we, best. We wear our Hawaiian shirts. You know, it's it's legit. Okay. See, now you're as bad as the stores because you're bringing Christmas into it. And Thanksgiving hasn't even passed yet. Hey, you're just, no. Your 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 Christmas shirt. Yeah, my Christmas shirt, my Hawaiian shirt. Your Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I'm still considering whether or not I'm going to do that to my daughter and confuse her I, and I wear my like, Hawaiian shirt I feel on like Christmas. you should up until the point where, uh-oh, i got to mute that. You fucking unprofessional. I'll tell you what. You goddamn noob. Oh, no. Oh, it's so, all right. Don't worry. Here we go. I got this. <laughs> So that time when I was by myself on the podcast. And we're back. And he's back. <laughs> Did not prep that well. Um, yeah, but uh, I just, I want to, well, we'll save that because we might do a, uh, yeah. a holiday episode and there's a few things I want to bring up about that. But yeah. Put that today, button store it. what we're doing uh, is, uh, we're talking movies, guys. Yeah. It's been, it's been a little, uh, it's been a little heavy and we figured I figured we'd get real serious and talk about movies. Yeah. It's like, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's really bring people down and let's talk about some movies. Yeah. Happy holidays, y'all. So we want to talk about the movies that are out like currently that may have come out last week that are still kind of considered holiday. Um, I feel like anything prior to anything leading up to Thanksgiving, yeah. So like the second half of November through December is, like is a holiday, November, and Oscar, no, Oscar bait, like movie. November eighteenth on, yeah. Because November eighteenth kind of bleeds into the holidays, so right. people if they don't see it right away, they might catch it, which is probably what I'm going to do, sure, with a couple of these, and because um, yeah, some of these, uh, <laughs> most of the list to me doesn't seem uh, Oscar worthy, but well, right. So <laughs> I, usually it, it, it is usually when. They'll push real hard for for Oscar once, season. Once the cutoff, it's like January, isn't it? I you know I thought it was at one point, but I think then it's I, early January. I think it is early. I thought it was the beginning of the year, but then I I do know that some movies that have been released in January have gotten on the because then like the, the Revenant came out like January third or some shit like that, right? Which like I thought was year. very odd because traditionally quarter one, uh, uh, traditionally speaking, quarter one is when they will put out their flops or what they 
they don't expect to do well. They're like, this is yeah. where we're going to put our, we're going to kind of hide our stinkers in that's the beginning of the year. That's where they basically take it. Th- that's what adds to the winter being terrible. Right. Because amongst everything, Jan- starting January 1, there's no more real holidays. Yeah, right. So there's really nothing to, yeah. Nothing to look forward to. January is a long ass month. It is, yep. And it's the dead of winter, and then there's no good movies to see. Which is January is especially bad for movies. And I, they do that, obviously, because less people are, are apt to go out to a movie. Yeah. So they're like, let's just put it out there. Uh, if, if it doesn't go well, it doesn't go well. So they really, I also feel like, though, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like. Because they put bad movies out, they or because they've saved them for the quarter one, people don't come out, and it's yeah. they start. It's kind of known now that <clears throat> this is you know quarter one is is not necessarily great for movie watching. But at the same time, like February is starting to come to become a hot month for the past couple of years, right? Like, well, and then Batman vs Superman, they tried to make March kind of into that, even though well, it kind yeah. of fell flat. Well, originally they were going to be uh, competing with uh, right. Captain America: Civil War, which was wise move. That would have fucked everybody over if they would have done mm-hmm. that. Both sides would have lost. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad that they did that. March is kind of like a, uh, there might be something good there. Right. Maybe. It's a toss-up, depending on how good it's going to be. What came out in February? What is, what, as uh, far the as Kings, February? The Kingsman was a really good one that came oh, out. Oh, that was that kind was, of a sleeper almost. That yeah. was like the first time where I was like, oh, this is, oh, it's in February. But right. it was actually like a fun-ass movie. Deadpool last year. Oh, that's right. Killed it. So I feel like, so... To what I was saying, I feel like they are starting to change that. Like I feel like the it's it's becoming a little bit more, yeah. um, you know, the 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 quarter one versus quarter two is becoming a little bit more blurred as far as what's good, what's bad, and you Black Panther is going to be released in February. There you go. Okay, out. yeah. So like they're, they're so February, we might start to see becoming our superhero month. Exactly. Like, yeah. Well, it, it just in general, like they, I think they're realizing that you can actually pull in. I mean, God, Deadpool did almost. What seven hundred and fifty million dollars? It was record. Yeah, it was insane for an R-rated movie. Right, right. It fucking killed an R-rated superhero in February. Yeah, yeah, made on with sixty million dollars. Right, like, it was it was amazing. So, th- and that made me happy because I was like, because d- I think you're right. It is a self fulfilling prophecy. Like, yeah, if you dump all your shit in January, knowing it's going to be garbage, people know that it's garbage. They won't go see it. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. I'm like, yes, if. But here's because here's the thing because they're like well summertime kids are out of school yada yada but you're also competing with so many other things right nowadays. well you're competing with fucking summer yeah <laughs> like in and exactly. of itself like who wants to sit sometimes it's nice to go sit in sure. a cool theater but like who really wants to go sit in a movie theater when it's beautiful outside? well not only that but there's so many things these days right. that to do that it's like you might as well just pick a month and go for it yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Just throw a dart at the calendar. Sure. See what see what has the minimal, the most, the least exciting things coming out. Throw yeah. your movie in there. Because people are traveling. If you're in the city, good lord, there's something going on all the goddamn time. Right. Well, and not to mention now that we have all these other services, you have yeah. Netflix and Hulu, and Amazon making their own content, and you've got Crackle, and you've got all these other things sure. that YouTube Red. Like, there's so many other things that are giving you movie level content. Yeah. Why you know it's it's getting harder to get people to come out of their house and go to the theater. I honestly cannot Especially tell you. Especially when the ticket last, prices are really fucking high. That's and that's one of the things that it's why I don't see a lot of a lot of movies. Honestly, like the last movie I saw was Captain America: Winter Soldier. You saw Civil War. I'm sorry, Civil War. That's I was yeah. like, wait, what? Yep. No, false. Haven't seen it in three years. I haven't false. seen the movie, Doug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like we've been to movies, you jackass. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I haven't seen a movie since uh, Civil War, which mm. was uh, earlier. This is May, yeah. So, it, but again, because it's it's I, 
I'm like, look, I don't mind for most movies waiting till they come out. I'll pay yeah. $5 on iTunes and watch sure. it in my house where I can like be comfortable and you know sure. have a beer or whatever I want to do. There's definitely know? some movies where I'm like, I need to see this now. Right. But there's other movies like, for example, The Arrival. That movie looks great. Right. Not going to rush to the theater to see it. Mm-mm. 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Um, you know, Stuck at 100 for a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds great. Um, but I'll catch it on Netflix. Yeah, like it's. I'm not. I'm not in a deep rush to see that. Um, you know, Doctor Strange. I was like, I gotta see. This. I regretted not going to see that in theater. <laughs> I know I still can. I still. I might yeah. try to go. I like, but I regret. You should not do going. that. You should do that over. Uh, you know, for Thanksgiving. I might do that. Yeah, you should do that. You know, just in the go. quad, say a little cheaper, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Catch that matinee down there. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Plus, it's been out for a while. You probably catch a good matinee, right? Exactly. Which is pretty cool. But yeah, I'm with you. Like, you know, f- it's it's what fifteen bucks. Yeah. It's sometimes ridiculous. more if you go 3D. Right, yeah, which I never – I will. I choose, but sometimes the timing works best. And yeah, I'm like, fuck, yeah. i got to do this in 3D. See, I will I will choose to not see a movie rather than go in 3D most yeah. of the time. Sometimes yeah. I'll go. I've seen – the two movies I saw in 3D recent, recently, I put in air quotes, is yeah. Gravity and uh, Everest. Mm-hmm. And both of those, they were used to good effect. But yeah. by and large, I understand uh, Doctor Strange. People said see it in 3D, but I'm like, eh, no. Yeah, honestly, if you don't, I don't think you're going to be missing out too much. Right. Like I said, there's two scenes where I think it's worth it, but it's the rest of the movie. I'm sitting there going, "Fuck, this is in 3D. It doesn't need to be in 3D." Right, right, right. You know. So, but those two scenes were pretty cool. But I'm like, eh. So you know what they should do? They should film only certain scenes in 3D, and then just on the corners, all four corners of the screen, just have 3D glasses flash to warn you, like, in 15 seconds, put your 3D glasses on. They used on. to do that, like, when they first... Like, oh, did they really? Yeah, it was like... I was just trying to think of ways to annoy you in the would, theater. No, that's... <laughs> they used to do that, where basically they, they kind of would, like, notate, like, okay, this scene's in 3D, put on your glasses. Jesus Christ. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> So, so anyway. So yeah, so usually <laughs> the beginning of the year they put the stinkers and then come the spring is when they start to ramp up with some of your more fun like rom-coms and, mm-hmm. and it's a little more like just like hey, let's get back into the spring kind of feeling with just yeah. some fun shit. A lot of animated stuff for sure. for uh, Easter. Uh, then comes the summer blockbusters where you're getting your your Avengers and your superhero movies and your uh um Warcraft. Days, Warcrafts exactly. Your <laughs> giant blockbusters. And then the fall, quarter four, uh, fall and winter is when you start to go back into your Oscar season. And because mm-hmm. think about in Jan, think about February or, mm-hmm. or March. That if you're not us, what movies came out then? Yeah, you have no idea. Exactly. So the reason that they put the Oscars at the end is so, and, and a lot of people listening to this probably know this, but for yeah. those who don't understand how the cycles go, exactly. And really, the big times too are holidays, like Memori- absolutely Memorial yeah. Day is like the big like summer blockbuster yep. kickoff. That's usually a big Fourth one. of July is another Fourth one. Fourth of July is a huge one. Uh, Labor Day is a big one. Right. Anytime where they can have a prolonged weekend. Arbor Day. Arbor Day is huge. Yep. Uh, Donut Day is huge. Yes. Sweetest um, Day. Sweet. Oh, fuck Sweetest Day. <laughs> um, but hoping. like, you know, Thanksgiving's a huge one. It's a gigantic Because one, it's yeah. always going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. They like, get their money. Yeah. Exactly. So Absolutely. that's like a prolonged weekend for extra money. Not to mention, that's when the family's all together. So that's when you get a lot of family movies. Same thing with Christmas. Yep. That's when they try to release those flicks, yep. which are usually uh, really worthwhile. So, so let's talk about what's yeah. coming up then. Let's let's start at uh, we got a couple that are kind of like have already come out. So to, on the day that we are recording this, uh, the next day these two movies will be coming out. Yes. So we're talking uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, opening tomorrow, November eighteenth. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm a I'm a Harry Potter fan. I know uh-huh. you are too. You know. 
Avada Kedavra. Don't ever point your finger at me and say that again. <laughs> it's like, I said it so nicely, it's like, Doug, that's the death curse. You are cur- you are killing someone right now. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Um, I, I And I was, I was against, not against the series, but I had that where I was like, I don't, Everyone's making a huge deal about this. I don't need to see it. I don't need to read these books. They're, yeah. they're. It, it's getting too too big for its own britches, you know. Back back in the day, and then I, you know, I met my lovely wife, and she had some of the books, and I started reading them, and I was like, you know what, this is fucking awesome. Like yeah. these books are where it's at. And then watched the movies, and I was hooked, absolutely hooked. My brother and I went to go see the first one mostly because there was a, a Star Wars trailer beforehand. <laughs> And that's that the, that's so the only reason why we went to go see it. And then you were just you were promptly depressed and afterwards. Dave didn't like it, but me personally, I was like, "This isn't bad." The Star Wars trailer? No, the, the Harry Potter. I was like, "This isn't bad," but what really got me is like, obviously, each one as he gets the thing that I love about the series is as he gets older, each book he's getting older, things change, things get darker, right? Um, because I generally don't like the first two because they're just too childish. Um, in the sense of like he's everything's fine, everything's great. There's right. no danger, real danger in my mind. Sure, yeah. Third one, you start seeing a little bit more. Third one was one of my favorites, and then the fourth one I really enjoyed because that's the first time a character dies, and you're like, "Oh right. shit's real." The fourth yeah. book I loved. The fourth movie I had issues with. I thought it was fine. You know, obviously the fourth book is there's a lot to cover. It's and a I had a thick book. Yeah, and then the fifth one is really what locked me in. That's like when I really yeah. was like, that's after the fifth movie. I was like, I got to read these books. Yeah, yeah. Because that one got real serious. Yeah, it took a turn. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, I got to know what's going on. So I just like speed read through like everything to catch up, and then I read you know the sixth and the seventh one were amazing. Right. And because uh, right at that time when the fifth. A movie came out. The seventh book had just come out. Okay, so it was. I was like, "All right, cool. I can I can binge read all this." I think that's when my binging started. It's like, "Cool, it's already done. I can read all of it." <laughs> yeah, uh, but this movie, I was at first. I was like, "Do we really need to do this? Do we really need to go back into this universe? Can we let sleeping dogs lie?" Right. With it, <laughs> but um, you know, Eddie Redmayne looks fantastic. Uh, it looks there's, there's yet to be a movie that he's been in that I haven't liked. Yeah. yeah. I'm, well, you haven't seen Jupiter Ascending, so was he in that one? Oh yeah, he plays the villain. Oh, I might like it. I don't know. <laughs> um, like I said, there's yet to be a movie that I've seen him in that I haven't liked. Um, but I like I like the idea of seeing the Wizarding World outside of the UK, right? And because uh, I was always like, man, what's it? It's, there's got to be other places. And J.K. Rowling obviously has, you know, on her on her website, you know, announced all these other schools across the world where all these other Wizarding schools uh, exist. So it's kind of cool to see. It's also earlier enough that it's like there's a loose connection. Right. Um, so it's and, still, yeah, it's within the world, but you don't actually, you're not getting direct references to Harry, so. Exactly. And that's why I think, and again, you know what this kind of is, Justin. What is this? Is this a prequel? Doug? It's a kind of a prequel. It, it might, one might be able to argue that yeah. it's a prequel. Because in a sense, it does, it, ex- it does exist in that world, but there's enough loose connection. Right. That I'm like, cool, like, Harry Potter's grandfather isn't going to be in this. <laughs> right, so, exactly. So like, that's exactly. the kind of stuff where I'm like, there's a connection happening here, but there's a there's a thin line, and I'm okay with that <clears> because <throat> then we get to explore the world itself. Right. And of course, J.K. Rowling being a, writing the screenplay for this is also a huge plus. Absolutely, yeah. So I look forward to I'll probably catch this. Uh, I didn't, And I didn't realize that you had said that there's going to be five they're That's planning? what I read. They're planning on making a five-movie uh, five franchise out of this. Which is pretty awesome. And I think, uh, what is it, David Yates? Okay. Is that the guy who's directing it? I think... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Lucky Yates. Oh. From Archer. 
Um, Wh- whoever the director is. Yeah, David is, Yates. David yeah. Yates, he's, he's on board to direct all of them. Oh, that's so, pretty awesome. Which is pretty cool. And, and, he, and he directed a bunch. Of, he directed the Deathly Hallows Part yes. 1 and Part 2, uh, Half-Blood Prince, Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, done a lot of the later ones. He is at least slated up through the third one, which is due out in 2020. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're going to do an every two-year thing for these. Sure. So, yeah. And oh, also, it's been it's been listed that Johnny Depp's going to be playing Grindelwald in the next movie, which is a huge deal if you're a Harry Potter fan, because... Uh, that has some very serious backstory with uh, Dumbledore and everything like that. Right, which looks yeah. Really cool. But the movie itself looks great. I'm very excited Special for it. effects look great. Yeah. Um, it's, again, it'll be fun to explore the American side of the world. It's going to be a great one to lead into mm-hmm. um, lead into the, the Thanksgiving. I'm actually yeah. kind of a little surprised they're releasing it uh, a week early. But yeah, but at the same time, because what's coming out next week, which we'll get to, is a Disney feature. Yes, yeah. So, so it's probably not a bad idea to get ahead of that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, um, it makes sense. Even though I still feel like the Harry Potter world pulls more weight than what this Disney feature will. True. Um, the, definitely the Harry Potter fans are definitely a diehard bunch. Yeah. Um, but it is the first installment. So I think there's a little bit of risk there with that because if it had flopped... And then, and then they have three and, more announced. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, because right now I think it's at 79% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is solid. Right. That's a solid score for it. So Plus, you don't want to lose to Disney. Exactly. As we've learned last last week. Yes. Yeah. Don't lose to Disney, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, so, the next one coming out tomorrow, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Uh, Done 120 frames per second, 3D, yes. and 4K. See, that's the thing that, that caught my attention on this was it's 120 frames per second. Right. Which is insane. Right. Because... Uh, people freaked out when The Hobbit was going to be in what was it? Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Yeah. Is it was it normally? Is it normally forty-eight or is it normally twenty-four? Twenty-four. Yeah. Okay, film gotcha. films generally shot in twenty-four frames a second. Gotcha. I couldn't so remember. So they doubled it for The Hobbit, and yeah. now they're what quadrupling it for this or, yeah. or close to? Yeah. Yeah. So um, and I think the idea or, was yeah. No, you, you don't have to do the math on that. Shit, I am lost, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, I think um, the. I, I don't. I think that was the part of the problem was that this Justin stopped. I'm serious. Yeah, he's, he's looking up in the air, going, "I'm gonna figure this out." Um, he, um, I, Ang Lee's the one directing it, and he was slating this as like a new technological advance to basically tell story, right? To tell a story. It's based on a novel, same thing uh, of the same title. Um, I saw a trailer for it. Um, it had a. Uh, again, I find what catches me most of trailers is the music, and it was a. Um, a vocal, uh, I think, almost a cappella version of uh, We Could Be Heroes. Right. Um, it was really kind of interesting. It was like mixed with the story, in case you don't know the synopsis, is it's a, a young soldier who goes to war. Um, the book is based during like the Gulf War. Right. With, I think with book or no, it was but maybe it was Afghanistan or Iraq. Basically, it's it's one of them Middle Middle Eastern countries. <laughs> And um, he goes, and uh, there's a news crew that's embedded in their unit, um, and they basically get attacked, and uh, uh, he and uh, seven other soldiers survive. One of them being Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is their sergeant, who go by, goes by Shrooms, or Shroomy, one of the two. I can't remember. Sure. And um, they basically, they, they fight, they survive, and uh, the government takes them and basically puts them on a tour through the U.S. to right. celebrate them. And it's kind of a story about... Um, you know, heroes, are they truly heroes? And how, like, the government uses, like, these 
people with propaganda and things like that, as well as compensation for what they do and right. things like that. Plus them having to deal with it mentally. Like he's, he's yeah. you know, preparing to go through this this walk. At the, I'm, I think it's, is it the Super Bowl? Ultimately, the there's, there's a Cowboys uh, football game. Okay, that's and what And basically that culminates with that where they walk out at halftime to be celebrated. It's a right. huge celebration. And he's having to cope with, like, he's seen this horror, but now there's this giant celebration and these people yeah. know nothing of what he had to see and it's this interesting. Yeah. So. I know Ang Lee is touting this as like the future of filmmaking and yeah. he's caught a lot of flack for going at 120 mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but he said he's basically like I'm taking a gamble on this because I'm planning on doing the rest of my movie like a, yeah. a more movies like this because sure. this is the future of filmmaking yeah. and so he is kind of putting putting all his eggs in this basket and going yeah. this this will work and I'm like, I hope it does. That's one of the things where I'm like, uh, the movie's not compelling enough for me to go to the theater and see it. Whereas right. like with The Hobbit, I'm like, yeah, I'll go see this and I, I'll check it out at 48 frames per second and in 3D because this is right. how the director wants us to see it. Because um, I think the idea is obviously to make this a very immersive experience right. well, with it, like the battle and everything like that as yeah. it happens. Plus it opens you up to do some really killer slow motion stuff too. Yeah. You know, like the the more frames you can you can put in more frames per second the 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 sure. better when you slow things down the better it looks and not so. to mention that if you add 3d and 4k resolution the 3d should look a lot sharper yeah it won't have the little fuzz around the edges that it yeah. usually gets so it, it'll be in, i mean <clears throat> so you won't go to it or you think you i i'm not compelled enough to go see it again to get me to go see a movie i need to have a very compelling reason these yeah. days and i think it's like 49 percent on rotten tomatoes i'm just so interested about to see how it looks because you yeah. won't uh, from what I understand you won't get the same experience watching no. it on TV like because The Hobbit even they had to sure. actually ship like special projectors to yeah. so only certain places were showing it in 48 frames yeah. a second because only, they had to have a projector that could that could facilitate that because exactly. most are set up to, to show the standard 24 frames a second so yeah um, yeah, I, I, I almost... Because you're not going to get this experience yeah. if you don't see it there. The movie's just not compelling enough for right. me to go see it. Like, that's the only problem. Right. And now, see, this is where I equate... So, have you ever watched uh, TV? And it's usually with newer TVs. There's a setting that you can put on there mm-hmm. that makes it look... Makes everything look like a soap opera. It smooths yeah. everything out. Yeah. I equate... I feel like this is going to be essentially that same thing. Because if you... if like Because I shoot video. Mm-hmm. So, when you shoot on... And I think I've showed you this before. We get it. You're a professional. When you shoot 60 frames a second, <laughs> yeah. I've showed you how that looks. Yeah. And it looks... It's jarring. When mm-hmm. you, like, pop it up from 24 to, to, to 60, yeah. you're just like, Whoa! What? Now yeah. double that. Yeah. You know, like that's going to be... But at the same time, people said the same thing about The Hobbit. It just drives me nuts to see TV like that, though. But when I watched The Hobbit like that in the theater, I was expecting it to be very unsettling, and, yeah. and I, it was great. Okay. I thought well. it was fine. I, I was not put off. Because I'm the same way. People are like... I remember being in like a, a, t- a, sh- a store with a... A TV that was that high setting, yeah, yeah. and I was watching a DVD. I'm like, this doesn't look right. It makes you, it takes it, me it, out. It yeah. looks like shit. It well, it looks like a soap opera. Yeah, like it, it, it looks doesn't like how it, they shoot soap opera. It doesn't look right. So yeah, yeah it, I'd be curious to see that, but I'm not. I'm not. I can't make an effort to do that. If I, can, I take that back, I won't make an effort to do that. The thing is, and I, I we've missed it too. But if like you could find something like the Hollywood hookup, yeah, like if you sure, could, like if, if I could find a free ticket or a, yeah. or a significantly reduced ticket, yeah, I won't pay fifteen dollars for it. But if I yeah. could find one for five bucks. Yeah. I actually I would probably pay to go see that because I'm curious about that new. And I would stuff. buy a large popcorn to compensate. There you go. Yeah. Take that theater, you son of a bitch. All right, cool. So we that's that's November. All right, uh, so that's November 18th. That's so coming that's out from when we're recording tomorrow. From when this is released a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So you've got options, right? Now, from the point when this is released, 
Here's what's coming out on November 22nd. So this has already come out. Right. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> so, so this these, just came out. So these movies are in theaters now. Right. Uh, we've got, uh, and I believe it's pronounced Moana. 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 It's Moana. The... <laughs> Moana. 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 Moana, see this movie. Maybe. <laughs> so this is a uh, the Disney movie you're referencing. Yes, it's the animated movie. Um, it looks fantastic. It looks very good. I always love uh, the tropical sort of settings and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, I get, I just say, unfortunately, my mom's really into that, so that's always been a really big part of my stuff. So, yeah. animation wise, it looks fantastic. It's yeah. about the story of a girl who goes on an adventure to find the demigod uh, Maui to help her. I, it seems like settle some sort of problem. There's some evil guys out there, maybe some evil elementals of volcano or something like that, and she's trying to put things right. Yeah, that's Starring, it. Starring <laughs> uh, Dwayne uh, yeah. The Rock Johnson as Maui, um, and it looks like it's got your typical fun. Uh, funny moments, you know, probably some heartfelt moments. So a very good Thanksgiving release, it looks like. And I just am looking through the uh, cast list right now, and I would I would love to do uh, the service of of um, calling out who the the main actress is, but I do not want to butcher her name. It is give a, it a shot. It's a beautiful I, Hawaiian name, and I do not want to do that to her. Just give it a shot. But so then we've got Rachel House. We've got. <laughs> Um, but we've got one of the guys from Flight of the Concords is in here too, which oh, nice. I love. The guy with the deeper voice again. Sure. Don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, Gemini, Hem- Gemini, Clemente. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, but like if you if you go through IMDb, you're going to recognize some of these people in there. So I yeah. think it should be a pretty good movie. Um, and it, yeah, I, from the trailer that we watched, it looks like it's got you know it's got that Disney humor that everyone yeah. loves and everything. So yeah, yeah. So I think it looks solid. It's a perfect Thanksgiving movie. Like. Yeah. I actually will probably try to go see that with my mom too. Well, uh, Aww, um, just the two of you? Probably. Aww, uh, maybe bring know, Natalie. Unless, unless uh, Jill's interested. Jill doesn't seem interested in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him, so that'll definitely be a, a mom and dad. What the fuck? She's not huge in Harry Potter. She's seen the movies, but she's not just, you know, doesn't float her boat. So, so the next movie that came out uh, already, and then this one I'm very curious to hear your take on because I watched the first one mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have nothing against anyone in it or anything about it. I just, and I, it could have been the age that I was at. I just, I didn't, I wasn't into it. I yeah. could not, and I, I want to like it because apparently it was good enough for them to release a sequel. We're talking about Band Set on Two, and I, I just don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about it. It's getting huge. Buzz right now. I heard and it's apparently getting it's bad a, buzz. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think it's getting good reviews because it's a cult. It's, it kind of made its way into the cult realm. Where I it's never like, saw the first one. I okay, put, I put it on the list purely because this is another case of sequels that are coming out so f- long after the fact. Well, he was Billy Bob was even on. Uh, he was on Seth Meyers, I think. He, was, he's, he did the the talk show circuit. I saw him on on Fallon and and Seth Meyers, and uh, I think it was on Seth's show that he said he even Seth called it out. He was like. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, movies that they have a time frame to release a sequel, and it feels like this is past that time. Like, you know, and then he's like, but, you know, it's still going to be great. So he tried to turn it. But I agreed. I was like, man, that movie came out, like, fucking when, you know? There's a certain point. There's definitely a time limit. Like, I just watched the movie 300 the other day, and I was like, oh, this is fun. And I remember, like, it took him, like, eight or nine years to come out with a sequel. Right. And I was like, no one gives a shit about this anymore. It's been 13 years, incidentally, since it was 2003 was, was the first one that came out. Too long. And yeah. that was like a huge hit. Like, I think, it, maybe not a huge hit, but it was definitely like almost cult status where people were like, this is a fantastic well, movie. Well, it's got a 7.1 on uh, IMDb. I'm not sure where mm-hmm. that's as Rotten Tomatoes, but I, it did make its way, even though it, 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 did, it did well, I think, when it came out, mm-hmm. but it, after that, 
it did kind of hit the cult status where yeah. it was just like, oh, this is one of those underground movies that everyone kind of likes. Yeah. Yeah. And then this this new one, I just, I don't, again, I'm not, I don't want to speak ill of it. It's just, I, I'm, I, I'm sure it got mired in developmental, you know, development hell and stuff like that. That stuff always does. Yeah. But it was the same thing with Sin City, like A Dame to Kill For. That right. came out like 10 years after right. Sin City. And I'm like... Same with Boondock Saints. No one gives a shit. Like, when they, Boondock Saints, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Now you're releasing right. this? Because they had been slating that for Ugh. for years they had been talking about it. Not not long after, they started talking about the sequel. And again, it got it got caught up in, you know, uh, the, the studios kept picking up and passing. Because I also heard that Troy Duffy is an asshole to work sure. with. But... People kept it, it got picked up. It would get dropped, picked up, dropped, pick up, drop. It went through you know scripts hell. It went through mm-hmm. all this other shit, and then finally it came out. And you're like, guys, it, the magic's gone. Yeah, it's just gone. Man. I don't like, care yeah. about this anymore. There's so many other things. Because when other things hit, it's because of a cultural thing. Right. Everything right. is just right. Everything feels right. Like this was the anti Christmas movie. Right. Right. And then 13 years later, you tell me that there haven't been other movies that have built on that and either done a better or worse job, where it's beaten it to death. Where right. it's like it comes out now, it's not relevant. Right. You can't I'm a, build on that. You anymore. and I might have to sit down and watch Bad Santa, the sure. original one, and just see if I can like if if you like it first yeah. off, and if I can get into it now at this point. Yeah. Because the the cast list on this is great. Like yeah. you got Billy Bob, Kathy Bates, mm-hmm. apparently is. Is just deplorable in this movie. She like, in, and not in a bad way, but yeah. like, she her character is just the, the fucking worst. worst. And some of the stories that I've heard on these late night yeah. shows sounds hysterical. You've got uh, Tony Cox, uh, who was a little person in the first one. Sure. You've got Christina Hendricks. Mm. The same kid is back in the like so. Yeah. Like and just again going through these, there's people that you'll see that you'll know by face. Yeah. So it looks like it's got a good cast to it. I just I don't understand why it's coming yeah. out. And, the, and eventually they invest money. It takes time, and then they finally release it, and they're just like just dump it out there. Right. So moving on to uh, movies that have yet to come out now. Yes. All right. So we're moving into Office Christmas Party coming out on December eighth, mm-hmm. and I am fucking stoked for this movie i am muted on it just because like most of those things they look to me they always look better than what they are interesting okay like i I, again stacked cast like it looks amazing uh as far as that goes but i i always see that stuff and i always like i just i'm always they could they show up as red flags to me see i i agree with that to a point because usually for me i can usually tell in the trailer that Uh it's going to be that it's going to either be a miss or it's going to be it's going to it'll have some teeth to it so this one i can i can understand a hundred percent where you're coming from with Mm -hmm. that because it it has a little bit of that stink to it where it's like "Eh, this could be one of those where you're like all right well all the funny parts were in the trailer like yeah and in in the uh the premise for it too is uh you know an office party, right? Christmas party that just gets out of control, right? But see that. So I watched recently watched Sisters, mm-hmm. the Tina Fey and Amy Poehler thing. It was a very similar premise. They mm-hmm. threw a party at their house. They got out of control. Mm-hmm. It was one location, you know, relatively, and uh, and it was hysterical. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely hysterical. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Way better. So because of that, sure. I feel like if it's done well. Plus, I mean, I'm gonna we're gonna go down the cast here. Kate McKinnon, who is fucking amazing. Yeah, you know, Olivia, and and in the Ghostbusters realm because I know that they cut a lot of flack for that. I still haven't seen it, and I Neither do want to see it because I hear that it did start we the ratings watch turned. That. Yeah, but uh, I, I I think that that's no reflection on the individual actresses. Like no. they're like they're just they bring the funny every time they go. So Kate McKinnon, Olivia Munn, who's terrific. Mm. 
Uh, we've got Jennifer Aniston, Jason Bateman. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, who's been hysterical in most yes. of the comedies she's been in, especially um, Bad Bosses. Well, ba- uh, Horrible Bosses was was incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. Teaming back up with Jason Bateman in this one, mm-hmm. and um, what was the other one? Uh, We're the Millers. Yeah, I thought that movie was hysterical. Uh, Jason Bateman, who is just he's fantastic, and yeah. then my my guy T.J. Miller. I oh, fucking love T.J. Miller's TJ. fantastic, and I just I know he's going to bring it in this one. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got Vanessa Bayer. Uh, Rob Corddry, <laughs> Randall Park. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's the it just goes on and on and on. It's an incredible. Cast. There's a whole bunch of people from. Uh, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people from SNL. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, I hope it's good. Uh, for me, Martina. For, yeah, I mean, this, it's this hard for me to goes. go see comedies in the theater. Like, it takes a lot to get me. Honestly, I understand. I, understand I think that. the last comedy I saw in the theater was from your birthday a couple years ago when we all went to see This Is the End. Well, that okay, and that was a special. That was yeah. yeah. That was one of those that it wasn't a good movie by far, but it was a fun movie. I I look back and I'm like, you know what? This could have failed miserably. Yes, but it was it was surprisingly fun. Well, because then the reason it was, I think, is because they they leaned into it. Yeah, they didn't they didn't were they didn't kind of tiptoe into it. They went, you know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna go so hard that we're gonna show you Satan's dick. Sure, like and they were like they were and like we're gonna show it getting like you know cut off. Right, exactly. And we're <laughs> gonna show demons like impregnating Jonah Hill. Like it, yeah, they were. If you're gonna show the literal apocalypse and the come like you know hell coming rising yeah. up and taking over the world before the cleanse happens, it there's no better way. And to And there's do so it. many great cameos in that movie. Yes, too. yeah. And one of my favorite things I remember hearing Seth Rogen talk about this. What they did to get Channing Tatum. On. Oh, what did they do? Because basically Seth Rogen like emailed they emailed a couple different people and they emailed Channing Tatum. They said basically, here's what we want you to do. Here's like the premise for the scene that you're yeah, gonna yeah. be in. You're essentially gonna be a gimp. <laughs> you know, you're basically gonna be this little fuck thing. Yeah. For <laughs> for the people who are left behind. And it's 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 maybe a day at most. And Channing Tatum was like, I'm in. Like, he read and he's like, done. See, that's I'm the in. thing I'm that's involved. cool about this. Yeah. About this. They're like, really? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm totally in yeah. this. That's the cool thing about the industry is that that can happen, too, where you're just like, someone gets a script and like, yeah, I can take a day and have fun on set. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. And no, it was such a meta movie. It really like, was. Where it was yeah. just like, and, and I think that's what was enjoyable about it, too, because like, here's all these famous people playing themselves. Right. Like, a caricature of themselves. Right, yeah, and heightening like the yeah. ex- ex- like extreme stupidness that, yes. that the celebrity status can give you. Yeah. And still able to make like heroes and villains and actually have a compelling friend story in it at the same time. Like, <laughs> right. It was really like surprising to me right. how much fun that was for it being so goddamn like... This is a weird concept. Can you yeah. imagine that? It took them a long time to get someone to give them money yeah. to produce well, and you can, can you imagine the pitch meetings going? Going in and going. All right, here's. The it's a show about nothing, right? you know. Like, it's, it's, yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I think Office Christmas Party to that end is gonna. I think it's gonna surprise people. I, think I hope it's gonna so. Be good. I yeah. hope it does. I hope I hear good things, and I'd love to check it out if it's good. Yeah. I just won't go to the theater sure, to see it. Sure. So. <laughs> now I know you will be going to the theater to see its competitor on December eighth, mm. which again, <laughs> just strictly based off of the content and the star, there's no competition because yeah. it could kick. Office Christmas party's ass. Yeah, it's Steven Seagal's contract to kill. Oh my god, I threw that on here just because uh, <laughs> Steven Seagal is still making movies. Right. I watched the trailer just for that today. Sweaty, out of breath. He is, and I'm not. Steven Seagal is a human being, and he all deserves our respect as a human being. But good lord, does he look chubby in this movie? Well, he's he got, looks. He actually looks better in this movie than he has. Have you seen him like on like any press junkets or anything else? He's like, got jowls, of- and he's like, I'm, uh, "Are we gonna? I'm gonna find him." And we're, gonna, and we're gonna bring him down. 
He's just like when he's attacking, it's like slow motion. He's like, Ugh. and it's just like I don't. They didn't show a lot of him fighting people, which and I'm, they show. Well, first of all, it's such a stupid setup for him. For a, it's like there's this Islamic. Most, most Steven Seagal movies, in fairness, most Steven Seagal, Chuck Norris, uh, you know, Jackie. Well, not Jackie Chan's were fun, but like yeah. most of those. Like Jean Claude Van Damme, Time Cop, like most of these setups are just a, a a vehicle. They're an excuse to have someone throw a punch. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, Under Siege was awesome. I still stand by that movie. I will give you that. Uh, but this is like there's an Islamic terrorist, one of the worst, and they show like this plane blowing up, and it looks so bad in the trailer. I can I feel like this is a, a glimpse into Steven Seagal's political standings. All right, so it's an Islamic <laughs> terrorist that they're trying to stop who's teaming up with the Mexican cartel. Right. I'm right. like. Wait, what? What are we doing here? And they're basically, he's putting a correct team together. People that he gets to pick. And then he's either going to give them chocolates or they're going to kill him. Real line from the trailer. We're either going to give them chocolates or we're going to kill him. And then they're going to go and try to stop him. It just looks awful. It's, it, is, it is no joke. It is, the, it is the premise. It is the setup for every single late 80s, early 90s action movie. It's yeah. these two things. These two unlikely things are teaming up, and then we got to go stop. A, oh, the, the Islamic extremists and the Mexican drug cartel are teaming up to, for world domination. I have to go stop them. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm some random I, agent who gets to assemble a crack team of my choosing. As far as so I can tell, up. it's a team of him and two other people. <laughs> It's right. an Asian guy and a chick, and as far as I know, the chick gets captured. He's like, "We're gonna get your team back." Right, right. I'm like, "Uh, this movie looks awful." It, yeah, it. it but uh, I threw it on there because Steven Seagal's still around, guys. Still kicking. He's still doing it. And the thing literally is, still kicking. Still kicking. The thing is, if you watch uh, old Steven Seagal movies, and if you watch, there's some footage of him when he was actually teaching Aikido. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Respects the hell out of the art and everything. But then. Somehow this happened. <laughs> well, his ego got out of control. Jesus Christ, Way man. Out of control. I, yeah. So, um, so there's that mm-hmm. to look forward to on December 8th, Woo! which I feel like Office Christmas Party is going to have a good showing that weekend. I think they'll be okay. Uh, December 15th. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to have Sam Cook in yeah. to talk about uh, this. Check out the next episode about Rogue One, Rogue Star Rogue. Wars story. Yeah, listen to the next episode if you want a little bit deeper dive into this, but we got Rogue One coming out. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I didn't think I would be from when they first announced it. I was like, who cares? Uh, but the trailers have been nothing short of magnificent. Yep. And the tone looks great. Visually looks fantastic. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. I can't wait. <clears throat> now, initially, you and I were talking. Uh, were, were you... Because I initially, when they had announced they were going to do the anthology split-off, like they were going to kind of branch mm-hmm. off every year or every other... Because like, what they're doing, a main storyline every other year. So and it's on like the off years... Episode 7 was 2015, then anthology 2016, right. then episode 8 2017. So each year they're yeah, altering. Exactly. So a main storyline... So, so there's a Star Wars story. movie every year. Right. But like the episodes are going to come every other year. So with the anthology ones, my assumption, and, and yours and my hope, I know, was that they were going to, a new hope, if you will, oh. was that they were going to uh, deviate from the main uh, cluster of characters, the mm-hmm. main nucleus of characters that we have, and explore literally anywhere else in the universe, or even galaxy for that matter. We don't have mm-hmm. to go universe. We yeah. can just go galaxy. There's another side to this galaxy. Sure. There's other people who live here, yeah. other storylines. Let's see what else there's is out there. And so I was a little pissed when I saw that it was going to be about the Death Star again. And now mm. we have Vader coming in, spoiler alert. But 
I am actually on board with it now. They completely yeah. won me over, and I don't care Same now. Here. I'm like, I don't yeah. have any of the reservations I had. Same here, because again, for me, in which I hope stays true, is that the tone seems much more adult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. which I'm which I'm on board with because, um, uh, again, I story wise, again, I would have, and we'll probably talk about this more with Sam's episode, but I just wish it wasn't about the Death Star. I wish it was about. The first uh, group of guerrilla fighters who who basically were the folklore that created the rebellion. Right, right. That would make me so happy. Because well, you I'm and your like, brother have some fantastic ugh. ways that these storylines could go. Dude, they fan need to fiction, write, write fan for fiction you. for days, baby. Right. Uh, they but, need to hire you guys to write for them. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to kill. It's going to do wonderful. Yeah. Not looking forward to the young Han Solo flick, although it's got I'm some still, great actors. Attached, but but uh, just wait for the trailer and let's yeah. see if they true. let's see if they That's win true. you over. They could yeah, win you over. I hope they do. Right, but I could give a shit about it. Right <laughs> now, coming up uh, against that that weekend is a movie called La La Land. Yes, and Which, this one perfect movie to go up against that because that's a very specific right type it's, of movie. Those who don't see Star Wars will go see this one and yeah. vice versa. Like Which it is, is slated as neither, an Oscar darling. Right, exactly. Neither of them are going to be poaching each other's. No, each other's. They could uh, be further from each other. Exactly. Yeah. So, but like you said, this is slated to be an Oscar darling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's supposed to, and I think I have a theory behind this. Um, I'm sure I'm not unique in thinking of this. So this this is kind of seems like a throwback. To the musicals and movies of of yore. If you look at just the the trailer or the the, the poster, and I'll spin yeah. this around so you can see the poster sure. in and of itself, yeah. looks like a Gene Kelly movie poster. Like it exactly. looks like someone like it's it's Gene Kelly. It's uh, you know one of the um, Fred Astaire. Like yes. it, lo- it has that look to it. You know. So it seems to me. So the the, the, the I think the idea is this: is there's a uh, Emma Stone plays a young actress Mia. Who is uh, trying to get her break in, in Los Angeles and in L.A. in the movies, and then uh, uh, Ryan Gosling, Sebastian, plays a character who is a musician, who He's is a jazz pianist. He wants to play his style, but there's you know he can't you know he gets fired from a job at a club. He wants to do his thing and he wants to follow his dreams, and these two intertwine, and you know it's a it's it appears to be a musical and everything like that. I feel like what a lot of these guys do is they basically are just slowly fondling Hollywood's balls, and they're just going, "Hey, you remember those good old days?" And that's that's what's going to compel them into the Oscar race because they did the same thing with that silent movie. What was it? Oh, the artist. Yeah, the most one of the most forgettable uh, Oscar movies, right next to Crash. Over the years, it's definitely not held its weight and that sort of stuff. Have you seen it? No, it's fantastic. Okay, yeah. But a lot, I've, I've read a lot of people were just like a lot of opinions where it's like Crash is an extreme example. That movie really does not hold water. I never saw that movie. Don't and I bother. remember people lost their fucking minds over that movie. Because in the moment, it seemed like a very compelling, you know, like, oh, this is about race and all this yeah. sort of stuff. But then you look back it, and it's like, hey, we're taking a sledgehammer to these issues. Okay. It's not Cause compared because th- at the same time, Brokeback Mountain came out. Yeah. And you tell me which one's more memorable, Crash or Brokeback Mountain. Fair enough. Yeah. And it's hard. To, it's, 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 I know it's hard in the moment to choose a, a movie worthy of, of this praise because in the moment it seems so powerful and well, so unique. What's weird is that I've never seen a movie before or anything before have that sort of a cultural – it defined our – it defined the months that it came out. Like it was like in just like the fabric of our culture and then pff, it Gone. just went away. Yeah. I have never seen something happen like that before yeah. where you, like no one talks about it anymore. But for a while that was 
the only thing. It would be like it would be like the Lord of the Rings coming out, and then no one talking about it. Exactly. It, it, that's how much sense it made. Like yeah. I was like, I, where did it? Yeah, it just. Yeah. I remember watching at the time, being a part of that, going like, "Wow, this is really powerful." And then you go back and rewatch it, you're like, "Okay, right, <laughs> right, right." You guys were really, really thrown out the bait there. So, me personally, I don't have any interest in seeing this. I don't like musicals. Um, right. But I love uh, Emma Stone. I love Ryan Gosling. Uh, it looks great. Yeah. Um, it's directed by the same, written and directed by the same guy who did Whiplash, and Whiplash is one of my favorite movies. I still have to see that one. I've been trying uh, to catch it, and I keep forgetting to, to watch it. I have yeah. it on Blu-ray. You can come over and watch it with right, me. I might, I might have to do that, because that is, is high on my list, a man. a fantastic movie. So, I, uh, I, hope it, I hope it does well. Um, again, I think it's one of those, like, hey, guys, remember this? <laughs> Let's bring back the good old days. Vote for me! Uh, <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. So I think it's got a strong contender for that. I want to backtrack real quick. Um, no. December 2nd, uh, there's a movie coming out called Jackie. Uh, it is yeah, Natalie I, Portman. is the Jackie Onassis story. Yeah, I, I didn't I, have that on the list. I feel like I've seen uh, – I've only seen one trailer. I've seen it a few times. But to me, it look, it grabbed me. There's something mm-hmm. about it. I was like, it, it looks – and obviously, it's going to be another one of those. I feel like she's up for you know. Anytime yeah. you play a historical figure in the month of December, sure. you're going to be up for an Oscar. The goal nod. is obviously yeah. to be like, look what I can do. So obviously, it just kind of reeks of that. But that aside, I still I feel like there's something about it that looks like it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be good. Okay, just a good just from a cinematic standpoint. Sure, just a movie like a straight up like by the books movie standpoint. I feel yeah. like there's going to be something. I haven't there. seen the trailer for it because that just that. Doesn't interest me at all. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, you know, Natalie Portman's fantastic. So I'm yeah. sure she'll do a fantastic job. Um, let's see. Let me get back to the list here. I was looking at another one that was that already came out that uh, called Bleed for this with Miles Teller. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm very curious about that one. That one again. The trailer was like, I know what happens in the movie. Right. He like, comes back. They've and, told yeah. the story. It's you well. Know. Also, it's based off a real life story or real life th- event. So you well, know what you know what happens. I can suspend that, but yeah. the trailer is it's. Boxer does well, doing well, gets an accident, comes uh, back. G- is told he may never box again. He works his way back, fights again. Right. The end. Ta-da. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's one of those things. Where, it, where's did, the? Uh, yeah. Where's the conflict? There? I was yeah. like, don't, don't, don't do. Like I hate that with trailers. Yeah. Man. I'm like, I've I've seen the movie at this point in time. It yeah. really bummed me out. I just for me, like I, I'm okay with. I love Miles Teller though. Like, yeah, he's fucking great. and Aaron Eckhart. And, yeah. yeah, for me, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll if if I does, I'm not thrilled with it, but I'm yeah. I'm okay going to see it because even though I know where the story is going, I don't know I don't know uh, the movie. Yeah, like there's still the dialogue, there's still the nuance of the actors sure. playing the parts out. There's the cinematography. Like there, I yeah. I I still like the experience of the movie, sure. even if I. Even if I know where it's going, I'll still watch it just because, again, I don't know some of the dialogue that's in there. Yeah. So I don't know the full story. That's good for you. For me, like, having that, like, that's a real big deal for me. If I know what's going to happen, I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to the theater to see it. Right. I may right. catch it on Netflix, maybe. But I'm I not... would say I'm more inclined to catch it on Netflix. Yeah. I'll agree with that. But there are some that I, it not, it's, I'll say also it's not a deal breaker for me. It's a big deal breaker if I'm going to go see a movie in the theater. Yeah. If I know how it's going to come out, I'm like, fuck that shit. Right. Uh, so December 20th then, moving a week forward, um, or a few days forward, I guess, technically, uh, we've got Assassin's Creed mm. and Passengers are the two movies coming out that weekend. That, that Assassin's day. Creed I want to do well because I want, it visually looks great, but the two trailers they've, they've released are dog shit. Yeah. Fucking dog shit because they don't know how to use the right fucking music. So the music alone ruins the trailer for you. It's it puts it out of place. It doesn't seem right. It's it doesn't match in my mind what I'm what I'm watching. Right. 
The first one was fucking Kanye, right. which had no business being in an Assassin's Creed. The theme trailer. of his song worked, but the actual song itself. I think did we not. talked about this. Like they focused more on the lyrical content than right. the songs right. than the actual feel and, and vibe of the songs. Right, 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 right. And the next one was also a very contemporary song. And again, this movie doesn't purely take place in the past. It kind of takes place in the future and the past. It jumps, yeah. The idea is there's a there is a man played by Michael Fassbender, which I think Michael Fassbender looks fantastic in this. Again, it looks great. Casting, great. Yeah. The parkour looks fantastic. Yep. It looks great. But he essentially is uh, captured, more or less, by this organization that uh, puts him in this uh, machine called the, I think it's the Animus. And it basically accesses his DNA and allows him to go and relive the memories of his ancestors back in the Spanish Inquisition. And his ancestors were part of a... Uh, a, a, a guild, if you will. A an guild, ass- yeah. An assassin's a, guild. A creed, a creed of assassins. And uh, so, yeah. I've, I've always wanted to play... The, the games, ever since I learned what the games were about and yeah. like some of the nuances of the games, have fascinated me. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of the story behind the games. Yeah. Like, this is the first set of games that I ever... Have heard about where I'm. I the first thought was I actually just kind of want to watch the story, the story play sure. instead of the actual gameplay. Yeah, but I've never gotten a chance to play them. But still, but so when I heard this was coming out, I'm like, oh, fantastic! Now yeah. I can get a little bit of backstory. I can watch the story modes sure. instead of playing the game. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about this one. I and again, it's historically, you know, historically doesn't mean shit these days. But um, you know, video game movies generally don't do that well because right. You know, it's like, how do you make that movie? Are you making it for the people who've played it? If so, you can't retell the exact same story because they played it. They poured 60 hours into that (laughs) game. But the average folk who haven't seen it, you know, it's like it's a horrible. You don't want to water it down. It's a horrible problem. Yeah. So if you water it down for the average folk or if you you alter it so it's more mainstream, then the hardcore gamers are going to. And That's you, not true to the story. And if you or, deviate, then the people are like, well, it's not what happens in the video game. It's right. like the book versus the movie sort exactly. of shit you yeah. run into. But it's even more complicated because people get attached to those characters even more right. because they poured their heart and soul into them to make them you know, do whatever. So I hope for the best, but I'm a little, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Now, Passengers is mm-hmm. one that I still, it's interesting because they did a good job in the trailer. Mm, uh, I disagree with you, but continue. Okay. So this one is one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, J-Law. And, and Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, C Pratt, C Pratt, yeah, Prattfall, Prattfall. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they are on a uh, was it like a hundred and twenty uh, year trip? Oh, they're on a, they're in a, a, a deep sleep chamber mm-hmm. on a ship that's going. Uh, it's like a hundred and twenty year trip. They wake up uh, like ninety years too early or something like that. Yeah. Basically, they wake up way earlier than they should have, and it's just the two of them. And they're going through the ship and trying to figure out why did we wake up? What happened? Why is no one else awake? Where are we going really? Something starts to feel wrong about where they're at and they start to kind of uncover something. The reason I like the trailer is because I still don't know what the I still don't know what the the thing is. I still don't know what the twist yeah, is. Yeah. Agreed. They, they don't it made me want to know. They don't tell the twist, but god damn, do they just walk you through most of the stuff that happens in the movie. How so? It's like, hey, these two wake up. Hey, these two are slowly gonna, you know, become romantic. Uh oh, cue the turmoil in the ship. Something bad's happening. Uh oh, one of them might have to sacrifice themselves, so the other one will live. It's it's hitting all the. They beats. might be going to the sun. You know, it's like it's hitting all these beats right. where it's like, ah, don't do that. Don't like what I would have loved is you know, and again, it probably depends on how you want to market the film, but I, I'd say focus the trailer on the two of them waking up and establishing that relationship because they don't know each other. Right. Right. But they're the only two there. They happen to be probably the two most beautiful people that woke up, oddly. Absolutely. Um, but they 
those two, if I personally, I'm like focus on them, like waking up. I would have done a teaser with them waking up, and it's like slowly, like you know, focusing on them just becoming mm-hmm. a relationship, and then leave everything else out. Okay, yeah, I, I could. Don't see that. show me that's like, oh no, there's a disaster, and there's a fire, and then you know, putting the hand on the window while the other person's on the other side, and going, oh no, I've got to shut it off. Or we're not going to make it. But I don't want to live without you. You know, like if you guys I, haven't seen the trailer, that is basically a spot on uh, interpretation of what happened. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I get that there's going to be. So, I'm like, don't don't show me that stuff. Like I don't need those beats. Leave yeah. those beats out. So real leave quick, those beats by Dre out of here. Drop them beats. <laughs> uh, a spacecraft traveling to a distant col- uh, colony planet and transporting thousands of people has malfunctioned in its uh, has a malfunction in its sleep chambers. As a result, two passengers are awakened ninety years early. Yeah, it's a long fucking time to be awakened early. Yeah, I don't like it when I'm woken up early. And when my alarm goes off, that's when I wake up. Well, it's an interesting thought too because these people will, you know, based on how old they are, they will not survive. Right, like when the when it lands, they'll right. be dead. Because I mean, it stands to reason they're in their late twenties, early thirties in this movie. So yeah, yeah they're not going to have. When everyone else yeah. wakes up, they're going to find two corpses and all the food's been eaten. So you know. <laughs> all the food's been eaten. Uh, so who spray painted all this racist shit all over the all over the ship? <laughs> all right, guys, who's the clown? All right, who who's, put the who put the swastikas up the here? Joker. <laughs> um, so conversely to Assassin's Creed, how you hated the mu- the music in that trailer, the movie coming out on December 22nd, you've loved mm. the music in this trailer. This is a Monster Calls with oh my Liam God. Neeson. So powerful. Like, that's a perfect trailer because with that, you get a real sense of the... Uh, it, it's, a, it's based on a, uh, a young adult book. It's about a boy whose uh, mother has contracted a terminal illness. She's slowly dying. She's also contracted it. Yes. Yeah. She's contracting and has contracted it. Yes. Yeah, it is under contract. Right <laughs> it's now. under contract. Um, and she's slowly dying, but he's at an age where, as it's said so perfectly in Liam Neeson's like probably modulated voice, where it's like it's it's a boy who's too old. To, he's a kid who's too old to be a boy, and he's too uh, young to be a man. Right. And so he's dealing with this real issue. He's kind of an outsider at school. It looks like he's get he gets bullied. So he uh, draws this monster with his mom. And uh, it, one night, the monster actually comes to life and come, comes and visits him. And it looks like, you know, a boy dealing with a lot of some trauma in his yeah. life. And it's for me... It's essentially the embodiment of his anger, his fear of all this that he gets to live out. In the, like, he, this, yeah. is, this is the way that he gets to kind of see it. It's an anthropo, anthropomorphized exactly. version of that. The monster is what helps him get through all yeah. this sort of stuff. So it looks like a real sweet movie. Um, looks like it's very heartfelt. And um, the... Uh, I think it's... Mu eighty three is the band that plays the music. Oh, gotcha! Uh, in it, and it's oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. trailer. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. This and one it works on a lot of levels. This also, one heard that this could also be a, a an Oscar contender. I would, I would be, I would be sad if it did not. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like this one. This is one of those that it doesn't seem like it's like top of the list. Like, it, it's not your Jackie. Yeah, you know, it's not one of your other. It's not an obvious choice. It's not an obvious choice, but it's one of those sleepers that I would love to see kind of just come and just. Yeah. Knock everyone's ass, knock everyone on their ass, and just kind of because the take content it. is also young adult, but at the same time, like I like I told you off mic, like I find myself compelled by that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely. Uh, I remember what it's like to be in that position and to be confronted with life, which yeah. is why I like Harry Potter. Yeah, in the sense too, because as he got older, he's confronted with life. Like things are not easy, right? And you, it, that's always a tough transition. 
So, and it doesn't really get any easier. No, at all, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now that we've hit the end of December and we're coming into January, I want to, I'm going to burn through these pretty quick. Sure. Uh, just because most of them still fall into the realm of January movies. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got on January 19th, Triple uh, <laughs> X, Return of Xander Cage. That looks like, that. we watched that trailer. That is the most ridiculous trailer I've ever seen. I am going to, and then, ladies and gentlemen, this is after Doug saw the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer. That's goddamn right. right. So I will say that when this one comes out on uh, either iTunes or Netflix, <laughs> I'm I'm fucking I'm watching the fuck out of this movie. So this movie involves uh, Vin Diesel, who actually looks old yeah, in the movie. He does. He's skiing through a jungle, skiing on snow skis through a jungle, and he's riding a motorcycle in through the ocean over under waves. So just put that in mind. That kind of gives you an idea what this what's happening in this movie. But I I was a huge. I will admit I I owned. Uh-huh. The first Triple X. Sure, I I thought it was a it was a fun action movie sure. for me. Yeah. it was the anti Bond. It yeah. was like let's let's you know get weird and it was the also the epitome of an early two thousand sure. movie. It had all On the tail end of the nineties action. Movies. Just hit all of the right. Yeah, you know it had like this Russian guy who was like the women come for the women. Like you stay Xander, your friend now. Like yeah. it was just terrible and awesome and everyone's hair and clothes were just nineties <laughs> and two thousand. It was great. Uh, so from a nostalgia standpoint, I'm excited about this, but the movie's going to be garbage. Yeah. Uh, January 26th, we've got Split. Mm-hmm. Um, we can add this to our M. Night Shyamalan list. Yes. Uh, go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear us uh, track the descent of M. Night Shyamalan's career. Yeah. Uh, this one could be an uptick for him, though. This actually looks pretty good. It's got... Uh... James McAvoy. I was, I was like John Malkovich. That's not. That's right. not right. James McAvoy, who uh, plays a character who has 26 personalities. Yeah. And uh, he captures these three girls and holds them hostage, um, and uh, it, it, it leads to believe that he can turn into some monster at some point or whatever. But it the seems beast. he seems like the acting in it looks pretty amazing, and that's why I'm curious. To, Same I, here. Why I want to see this just strictly from an actor's standpoint, I, like having to play that 27 distinctly different characters that yeah. have different mannerisms different ways of speaking different ways of thinking and he moving plays and acting a nine-year-old boy he plays like an older woman right it's he plays like just a, just a dude like it, it's 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 very it yeah. looks very interesting very excited about that one yes. february 9th we see john wick 2 or john which, wick chapter 2 which I'm, i know you're thrilled about i'm very excited i want to see the that. first one i haven't checked it out yet, oh okay check it. so what, can we watch that together oh 100 because that one that i actually and shout out to Haig, who introduced me to that movie. Uh, <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's it was, just a fun movie. It was a fun action movie. Like yeah. again, it's a Keanu Reeves action movie. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna come away with an enlightened sense of of you know your self existence. Sure, but you've also really had a good hour and a half. Like, it's yeah. been a fun hour and a half. Yeah, uh, it's really high octane. So like it keeps you at the edge of your seat the whole time. Uh, the fact that they bring Lawrence Fishburne back in, <laughs> and he and and uh, and and Neo are <laughs> are uh, and they know kung fu exactly. They all know kung fu. The fact that they get to play opposite of each other again, I thought was a very fun little nod to yeah. to the to you know obviously the Matrix. Um, February 9th also sees the Lego Batman movie coming out. Which, I, I just watched the Lego movie again mm-hmm. recently. Oh, and so it's good, so good. It's so good. It's yeah. one of those things where Jill and I went to the theater to see that, and I'm like. Are we weird for seeing what? this as adults? But there was a lot of adults in there, right? Well, no, it's but because it's one of those that that perfectly rides the line yes. between adult humor and kid humor. Exactly, it perfectly rides it because there's a lot of stuff that kids 
will we'll get. And then there's a lot of stuff that flies right over their head that if you're sure. if you're paying attention, you will go, oh, my God, I can't believe they just did that. That's hysterical. Well, not only that, but this is also it's the Batman from the Lego movie right. spinoff. And it's got all that it's same will humor. Will fucking Arnett. My Ugh. God, I love that man. And plus, it's the Batman universe, which I love. Right. right, it, just, right. it looks like so much fun. Yeah, it looks really good. Now, I didn't know. I got to look this up as you're filling space here. Yes. Who uh, Do you know who plays Alfred? I don't. Uh, the name was it. I want to say Joffrey Rush. I could be wrong. Really? I could see that. I It sounded kind of like him, but I, I could be totally Oh, wrong. no. It's Ray Fines. Fuck. I yeah, it's off. Voldemort. Oh, plays God. Alfred Pennyworth. Zach, All those Brits Zach sound the same. Zach plays the Joker. I didn't yeah. know what he was playing. Yeah, I saw his So name Jenny, Jenny Slate, wow, we haven't seen her in a while. She was an ex-SNL alum. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays Harley Quinn. Uh, Rosario Dawson from uh, the the Marvel TV universe. Mm-hmm. Plays Bat... Or, sorry, the Marvel streaming universe, I guess. Yes. Plays Batgirl. Uh, Ray Fiennes is Alfred... Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. Michael Sarah is Robin. Will Arnett is Mike, Batman. That's Michael Sarah. Yeah, I didn't recognize his voice. Yeah, and Mariah Carey plays the mayor. Mayor Ca- <laughs> Mayor Mc McCaskill. Yeah. So uh, that movie looks like a lot of fun. Watch that trailer if you've not. Those seen are the it. things I look forward to, like going taking Natalie to go see. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, Dad's gonna enjoy this too. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and the last one we have on here, February sixth. The Great Wall. Ah, <laughs> that movie does not look good. But the director. Who did Hero? I and I, and I, and that I is just, sitting in that drawer right there. I just rewatched Hero. It's it such on Netflix. a good movie. It's a beautiful. Wait, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I gotta watch it again. It's yeah. a beautiful movie. It's yeah. so well done. I'm like, so excited that I have the movie, but I don't own a DVD player, so I can't watch go. any of my movies. There you go. Yeah. So um, that is a great movie. And yeah. again, I want to see if this is just showcasing Matt Damon for the sake of America, <laughs> yeah. or if it's because there's some beautiful shots of like the Chinese folks like jumping off. Like with all these different colors and stuff and swooping down, but the premise of it is fucking stupid. Yeah, I will one hundred. There's lizards on the other side of this wall, and we're the last defense to fight them. I'm like, this seems dumb. Yeah, seems really dumb. So I'm not looking forward to that one, and I will not see that in theaters. So what is your top pick for based off the movies that we've listed? What is your top pick that you think might win the Oscar for best film? Um, I I want to I. I think the safe bet is La La Land. Okay, but I really want to bet it on uh, Monster Calls personally. Yeah, from I, the heart, I will agree. I, I'll say Monster Calls. I'm really hoping hoping wins, and I think Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is going to be up there. And I think Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk will at least get nominated. I think it'll, it might get nominated maybe for, for some visuals. It's true. I maybe. take it back. Not Best Picture. I take yeah. Yeah, but I know they've some of the the uh, reviews and I have said this is not the technological revolution that you thought it would yeah. be. So I don't well, know. Plus, we're also negating any movie that came out prior to this. So true. we're only oh, looking. Right. So, I mean, we've got an entire There's, year's oh, worth yeah. of movie, which it's going to be real hard for Monster Calls to contend with some of the other movies that have come out this year. But yeah. I, I have a really good feeling about that. I yeah. do think that a Monster Calls um, may get... Uh, a nod for maybe writing or something in that realm. Sure. You know, uh, maybe visuals. Maybe visuals, yeah. yeah. So uh, what is the one on this list that you're the most excited to see? Um, probably Rogue One. Yeah. Um, a, a close second is probably a Batman Lego movie. <laughs> for mine, close. Rogue One would probably be my top. Very, very close second by a hair is uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that one, but I'm not like super pumped. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I definitely want to go to the theater to see it. I think it'll be good. You know what? You know, you don't have to go to the theater to see or experience. You don't have to go to the theater to experience the throwdown. Dun, dun, dun. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the throwdown, where two men sit across from each other while one hypothetically lists two characters or things that will fight to the death, starring Justin Strandland and Doug Cochran. And introducing... And introducing... The two people in the throwdown. The two people in the throwdown. So we're going to go, uh, since we're both excited for this movie, since it's the one that's coming out uh, the soonest, um, and uh, since it, it will be a fun one to debate... Um, and bear in mind, we are uh, running a little long right now, but who gives a shit? Um, from You're uh, welcome for the additional content. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. We're going to put Eddie Redmond's character up. Mm-hmm. And give me one second, because I want to do it justice and actually give the name of him. What's his name? Do you remember? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Salamander? Yes. It's Slappy a, Salamander. Newt. Newt? His name is Newt. Newt. not Salamander, yeah. I was in the same boat. No, right? you're right, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's Newt, uh, which is Eddie Redmayne's character from Fantastic Beasts. Also a little girl from the movie Aliens. That's very true. And Harry Potter. Oh, we're time jumping here. We are time jumping here. Are we talking Harry Potter? What Harry Potter? We're talking, we're talking, uh, we're talking, uh, I was going to say episode. We're talking part seven. We're talking seven. End of it? We're talking end end of Harry Potter uh, after he's destroyed the Elder One, though. Well, he doesn't destroy it in the book. We're talking movie or book? Oh, he doesn't destroy it. Fuck. Again, weird thing that they did in the movie that was so different from the book. Yeah. Because he just he repairs it, but then he uses his old wand. Okay, so he's got his old. He's not using the Elder One. We'll gotcha. say that. That's so, why I was like, yeah. Let's, what yeah. are we looking? Does he does he have the Deathly Hollows? Yeah. No. <laughs> he's got. Okay, so yeah. So obviously the uh, the was it the reincarnation? Um, it's not the reincarnation stone. What's it called? Uh, the resurrection. Resurrection stone? stone. Yeah. So that we're that's in the woods. We're leaving that out. He doesn't yeah, know where done. that is. He's looking for it still. His, He's got Ron out looking for that. Yeah. Uh, he has grabbed his old wand. He still has the invisibility cloak, but it's it's in his room. It's it's in his case. He doesn't so have it with him. He doesn't have it with him. He, Accio has, cloak. Right. Which doesn't work by no. the way. Because um, the spell can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got his wand, um, and Eddie Redmayne has his wand, or Newt mm. has his wand. Um, let's see. How are we putting them together in this? Uh, so in all the excitement of everything that just happened, Harry tries to apparate and doesn't realize that uh, he has also the ability to time apparate. Well, here's the thing. He has the time changer thing that Hermione has. Oh, interesting. Okay. In his pocket. And he's like... So he's just out of like sheer like adrenaline. He's got his hand in his pocket and he's twisting it just... Like a like a like a stress stone where you just like rub it. Or let's do this. He's like, you know what? Too many pe- too many bad things have happened. Let's go back in time and see if we can stop Voldemort from ever ever becoming. But he twists it too far. Okay, and he ends up. And he's like, Whoa, I'm in the twenties. Okay, and he. Uh, I'm in New York. He doesn't. He he. So he gets kind of freaked out. He's like, oh shit, too too much. He apparates, but somehow apparates into New York City. Mm-hmm. There we go. He's there, and Eddie Redmayne's like. So they're in Times Square. What else did we just do in Times Square? <laughs> Dr. Uh, Manhattan. That's right. Um, so, uh, Dr. Manhattan versus Dr. Strange. No, I think in this one, they've got to be in... Uh, they've got to be in... Uh, I feel like they're downtown. They've, they've got to be... They're in, not, they're not uh, in midtown. They're, they're, in a, they're in a train station. They're in a train station. I like that. Right? So they operate into a train station. Right. Absolutely. They operate into a train station. Uh, Eddie Redmayne's waiting for a train, and Harry Potter operates there. And Redmayne immediately tries to capture him and put him in a suitcase. Right. He's just like, oh, Ooh, the uh, rarest beast of all. Ah, <laughs> uh, you. I don't so, know why, but you seem unique to me. Right. Whoop. Because uh, so what we don't realize is that Eddie Redmayne's character has been stealing children all along. All right. We're not going down there. Right? So <laughs> Harry, suitcase. Harry bumps. This got real dark. 
Harry bumps into, he apparates, he's still confused looking around. He bumps into Newt and knocks the case open and all the beasts get out again. He just finished recollecting it. <laughs> and Newt is pissed. He's like, I just had Dr. Strange help me find all these things. Right. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he's like, ah, and they just, they face So he pulls out the- a wand and Harry just instinctually pulls his out. Yeah. And now they're in a train station, wand's drawn. I would say Newt has the experience, but that hasn't stopped Harry before. Right. I mean, he was able to beat Voldemort. Right, right. So, um, and Voldemort arguably knows a lot more magic. We, well, we think, yeah. We don't. We haven't seen Newt yet. And Newt also is, he's he's old school trained, so he may not be up to speed. I mean, has there been any new magic? Oh, you know, Because like, any, you know, any, that's, uh, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a question for the, the educational ad- system of wizards. Any advancements in magic? Yeah. Are they are they learning old stuff that's always been around, or have there been new training techniques? But in that to that same note, that Newt may know something that has been lost throughout the ages, and true. that Harry doesn't like, oh man, you've learned some really old magic that I don't know yet. Very so true. that could also play into the fact. So I'm going to give Eddie Redmayne, I'm going to give Newt the uh, slight advantage of just having more experience. Okay. Because he seems like, obviously, he knows a lot more. He knows a lot more about beasts. Right, okay. So I feel like he could somehow use that to his advantage. Um, but we also know that Harry, um, no, fuck that. Harry Harry survives on help from other people. You know, he, he really Very is. rarely, there's only a few moments in the story where yeah. he stands by himself and actually does something. Yeah, when, when he's not, he doesn't have an assist somewhere in the world. He has an assist. Exactly. Yeah. He almost always has an assist, like yeah. in Sorcerer's Stone. So maybe. Or, so who assists him in this? Who ends no up coming assi- in? No one assists so him. He is That's the thing. Fucking solo. So he's fucking solo right. on this one. Right. So Newt and them have a glorious duel. Right. Um, All sorts of shit flying out of those ones exactly. at each other. Yeah. But I feel like Newt's experience allows him to. Um, he, he he uses Harry's own uh, uh, shit. What's the spell he uses to disarm people? Oh, uh, it starts with an R, not Reducto. Um, oh my gosh, Reducto is a pretty serious one. It's uh, fuck. Expelleramus. Expelleramus. Yeah, yeah it's only because of an R. Yeah, they are silent. Yeah, right. <laughs> Expelleramus. <laughs> Expelleramus. Uh, I feel like Newt does that. And then uh, pulls the knife out of his boot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just kidding. And yeah, this has like, gone off the rails. And then he takes his, his scalp and then he puts it in his suitcase and he goes, that'll do, Here donkey. You go. Here you go, children, eat. He goes, that'll do, donkey. That'll do. I don't know what <laughs> world you're living in right now. You need to get sleep, my oh friend. Oh, my God. That was, I uh, will agree, and I will give it to Newt, because uh, I think I, I agree. I, I didn't even consider that Harry has always had an assist. So yeah. I feel like just sure based off the fact that Newt... Any Harry Potter nerds out there, feel free to contradict me. I, uh, yeah, please. Let us know in yeah. any of our social medias. Let us know if we're wrong on this. Because I, I feel like that's true. Right. He's always had... Well, yeah, he has a lot of assists, but the other thing, too, is that Newt just got done collecting all these beasts again. So he's he's got his... He's on point right now. He's got or is his, he on tilt? Ooh. That could be the one thing that works against him. True. Is that Harry Harry does like to... like he, He'll play into Voldemort being on tilt. Like, that's one mm-hmm. thing that helped him win in that in that fight. Yeah. Was the fact that Voldemort was just insane. Voldemort mad. was also very prideful, and pride comes before the fall. Well, there you go. I still give it to Newt. Same here. Yeah. All right, Newt. <laughs> So, guys, uh, thanks for joining us for this uh, movie breakdown for the fall and winter. Um, let us know what movies you guys are excited to see, which ones you think are going to be dog shit. If there's any Oscar uh, sleepers out there or ones that you're interested in, uh, let us know. Uh, send us a message on Facebook. 
You can find us on Facebook, uh, on our Facebook page, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Or you can find us on Twitter, at MindGapPodcast. Tweet at us. Let us know what's uh, what you think about these upcoming movies. If you have a student film that you think should uh, be considered for an Oscar. Yeah, let me see it, and I'll give you my notes. Uh, also, Justin has a website. You can find me online at JustinStranlin.com, where you can listen to this podcast, as well as the other one I do with Milos Stevanovic every Monday. It's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever, and it truly is the best bar podcast ever you can find me also on uh, instagram twitter and snapchat at justin underscore michael spelled m-i-k-e-l it's the fun way of spelling it while you're in the online realm check us out on itunes subscribe to us review us and uh, let us know if uh, on any of the social medias if again if you want to be on the show if you have a topic you want us to to crack open and uh, uneducatedly discuss oh yeah uh, or debate uh, or uh, if you have a a thought on any of the stuff we've talked about today do you disagree with our harry potter outcome please let us know absolutely you have the means to do so you have the channels to communicate with us if you've listened to us at all you realize that we love a discussion absolutely so we are all open we are open for for business also check out twoestate.com and twoestate on all social medias hey everyone have a wonderful Thanksgiving enjoy thanks for spending your time with us and we'll see you next week Mind Gap Podcast